Hey everyone, welcome to an, another episode of the NFL Digest. A wild card weekend was bananas. It was crazy. I'm so excited to talk about this and get into it because I was just sitting there watching some pretty good games and some what am I watching games. But it's all of you, as we know, once we get to wild card weekend, that means we are getting closer and closer to the end of football, which makes your girls sad. I love football so much. But this weekend, this weekend was something else. This weekend was something else. So let's talk about, you know, we always do it, y'all. We get five games in. And one of those games is going to be Nora's game of the week. The other one's going to be the extra, now I'm going to call it the WTF game of the week or the you know, trash game of the week, whatever you want to call it. To me, trash, trash, WTF is always going to be what I'm going to use, okay? So, our first game we're going to talk about was the Bengals versus the Raiders. And I'm only going to talk about this game because I love me some LSU players. I love Jamar Chase. He's so good. Like, I enjoy watching him play football. I enjoy watching Joe Burrow play football. I wish LSU was decent because I did not enjoy LSU football at all this year. But it is what it is. And I got to give the props to the Raiders. The Raiders, they play hard this game, man. They need to play harder the second half, but they play pretty good for a while. But as your girl keeps telling you, field goals don't win games. If you only kick in field goals, prepare for a loot unless you're literally unless both defenses are so elite to the point that the offenses can't do nothing I mean nothing and those games to me are most boring I, I'm not a defense person I don't like a, good, a defensive game that's like boring to me I'm not gonna lie y'all when games are like oh, okay the final score is three and six I'm like this was boring I ain't old y'all that's how I feel about it um, I look at the offense like I like off I like the offensive game. I like to see touchdown scores. I like to sit there and just keep watching. Now nah, I do like some good defensive pops. I'm here for some cracking lacking of people. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. You know, I love all for football. I like the crack lack. Okay, but still, I'm not big on just low scoring games. It's not my thing. But let's get to it. Derek Carr. He threw for 310 yards, completed 19, 29 out of 54 of attempts. He had one touchdown and one interception. Josh Jacobs led was the leading rusher with 13 carries for 83 yards. Wow. Darren Waller was the leading receiver with seven receptions for 76 yards. Joe Burrow, he threw for 244 yards, completed 24 out of 34 attempts, and he had two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, he has 17 carries for 48 yards, while Jamar Chase had nine receptions for 116 yards. Jamar Chase really is that guy. Loving it, loving it. Let's get to it. First quarter, Daniel Clarkson kicks a 47-yard field goal to put the rate on the board 3-0. to zero. CJ Ozma catches a seven-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicks an extra point, making it 7 2 Three. Evan McPherson with a minute and 15 seconds on the clock kicks a 31-yard field goal, making it 10 to 3. 
Now going to the second quarter, we have um, Evan McPherson kicking 30-yard field goal, extending that Bengals lead 13-3. to Daniel Carson kicks a 28-yard field goal, making it 6-13. With a minute and 51 seconds left in the half, Taylor, sorry, Tyler Boyd catches a 10-yard pass from Joe Burrow, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicks extra point, making it 20-6. to all right, here we go. Then we got the Raiders with 13 seconds on the clock. Zay Jones catches a 14-yard pass from Derek Carr, which results in a touchdown. Daniel Clarkson kicks extra point, making it 13 to 20 for the half. In the third quarter, this is where the Bengals messed up because they did not touch the end zone in the third quarter. But Evan McPherson keeps a 43-yard field goal, extending that Bengals league 23 to 13. So now the, the Raiders are going into the fourth quarter down by 10. Raiders then, um, Raiders then kicked up 34-yard field goal. Shout out to Dale Clarkson, which extended their lead 16-23. Adam McPherson then kicks a 28-yard field goal, extending the Bengals' lead to 26-9. to Sorry, 16. With three minutes and 34 seconds on the clock, Daniel Clarkson kicks a 28-yard field goal. Pushing the Raiders up third, 19 to 26. The Bengals are pretty much at this point of the game where just, just playing the clock, doing what they got to do. However, Derek Carr company gets the ball back. They go, they do the, the, they were really trying. They tried to tie this game up. However, wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. Car, oh, they need a touchdown to tie the game. Car, he did march. They did march the Raiders down the field. However, because the Bengals did make some really stupid plays towards the end of this game. However, their car was not able to be successful in getting the touchdown, which ended the game nineteen to twenty-six. So the Bengals continue to move on in the division round. The next game I'm going to talk about. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. There was a lot of this. There was a lot of like whatever games that I, I personally did not care about the Patriots and Bills game. I will be honest with you. I thought this is Bills. Bills got this, and they dominated the entire game. So I'm not gonna really go too deep into that. Even though we have five, you know, it's naturally. Hmm, let's talk Patriots and Bills because I I'm happy. The Bucks took care of business as a Giants fan, so that means Patty is always at 10, well, on the one to 10 scale. But that game, I really didn't think. Actually, when it comes to the bang, the um, the Patriots and Bills and Eagles Buccaneers, I really wasn't too invested in those games. I was talking about y'all, I wasn't too invested. I wasn't invested because I kind of knew how the, the Eagles were gonna play against the Bucks. I kind of like, it's time, cycle time is here. Now, I will get towards later what game I want to see, but I'm just gonna say that I'll I'll, I'll don't really, I didn't really care about the Eagles and Bucks game. So let's talk about the Patriot Patriots Patriots and Bills game. So our guy Mac Jones again, shout out to Mac Jones, playoff spot, let got himself here. That's that's a huge accomplishment right there. But Mac Jones, he threw for 231 yards, completed 24 out of 34 attempts. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. 
Um, Damian Harris had nine receptions for 30 yards, while Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne was playing, I ain't gonna hold y'all. He um, had led receiving yards with seven receptions for 77 yards and two touchdowns. Josh Allen, he threw for 308 yards, completed 21 out of 25 attempts, and he had five touchdowns. Devil Singletary had six six carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns. I'm telling y'all, the Bills were playing. Dawson Knox, he had five receptions for 89 yards and two touchdowns. The, I go lie, y'all, the Bills were playing. When everyone was saying, well, the Patriots are real good. They just knocked the Bills out of first place. The Bills were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't talk to us like that. Don't disrespect us like that. And they were, they handled some business, y'all. Handled that business. Because this game was a hot mess for the Patriots. And I'll tell you why. Because in the first quarter, Bills ran it up with a um, Dawson Knox caught an eight-yard pass from Josh Allen, putting the Bills on the board early. Uh, with um, a touchdown and 10 Tyler basket extra point, making it seven to zero. Dawson Knox then had to catch his 11 yard pass with four, 40 seconds on the clock for Josh Allen. Tyler Bass kicks the extra point, making it 14 to zero. In the second quarter, De- um, Devin Singletary has a three yard run, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicks, kicks the extra point. No, kicks extra point, but it was a block. Still only move up 20 to zero. Devil Devin Singletary has another 16-yard run. Shout out to Devin, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kick this time was good, making it 27 to 0. With one second left on the clock, Nick Folk kicked a 44-yard field goal, putting the Patriots finally on the clock 327 at the half. In the third quarter, one thing this young man will do. He gonna play some football. Emmanuel Sanders. Yes, you heard me. Catches the 34-yard pass to Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Now, if anybody's gonna get some respect here today, it's gonna be the Patriots uh, specialties because Tyler Bass extra point was blocked again. So we only extended 33 to three. Kendrick Bourne then catches a three-yard pass from Mac Jones. Hit, finally giving the Patriots their first touchdown. Um, and Nick Folk continues to point, make it 10 to 33. In the fourth quarter, at this point, you're just vibing because Gabriel Davis um, catches a 19-yard pass from Josh Allen, which re- results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass catches extra point, making it 40 to 10. Next, that Tommy Doyle catches the one-yard pass from Josh Allen. Which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicks extra point, making it 47 to 10. With a minute and 44 seconds on the clock, Kendrick Bourne um, catches a four yard pass for Mac Jones, which results in a touchdown. Nick Folk kicks extra point, making it 17 to 47. So this game was a lot going on. Also, I would, one thing I promise y'all that the Bills are going to do. Bills Mafia is crazy. It's literally insanity at its finest. Because they are going to always act up. Bills Mafia is going to act up literally until the Bills are not playing anymore. (laughs) That's what they're going to do. So 
And this game here, this shows that Josh Allen really knows how to get that job done. And he's really good at throwing that pick skin, okay, y'all? That guy, this is why I'm like, this game I wasn't really invested in because the Bills are good. And that's a state statement you can just say. Like, the Bengals are good, a statement you can just say. So, the Bills continue to move on. There's a reason why they handled that business. They hand, Bills handled business during that wild card game. Before um, the before our break, we're going to talk about. I'm going to say another game that it bothered me not because of who was playing. It bothered me because of. Could, all right, let's get to it. Steelers versus Chiefs. As I mentioned in the V report, nothing to me is lamer than when your leader gives up on you. And what I saw in this game, before the game even started, Big Ben was like, yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> We're not going to do well. What? You don't start your, you don't let your team know, like, I'm not even like, like right before, right before the game, like day four. Well, y'all, we ain't going to do well. So, you know, have fun out there. It's, it's real. Be real. What? That's how you go to go into your Big Ben's pop, most likely last game in your NFL career. Well, we ain't going to win, so let's have some fun out there. You never quit. Even if you know it's, it's it might be, it might be, it might be chopped. You never quit. You just don't do that, you know? And that bothered me because I guess the competitive spirit in me, which is very high, if my captain or leader of my team was like, hey guys, we're going to lose. So you know what? Just have fun. I would be like, hey, you're a loser. <laughs> like, what the heck is up with you? Like, no, I'm going to give it my all and go out either with a bang or at least, or like, we're going to win. I don't know, but at least I gave it my all. I'm not going to sit there and just BS out there because there's been several times when the last seed ends up in the NFC or AFC championship game. That has been, that's happened. And then, and then from there, going to the Super Bowl. That's happened numerous amount of times. So to just be like, eh, let's just go and have fun. Yes, you're playing the Chiefs, so you're like in your brain. Eh, this, I'm not going to get her out there doing too much. I understand that too. And it's cold. But your competitive spirit at the elite level needs to at least be more, you know what, y'all? It's my last game, man. Let's go out there and do this thing. That speech, I would appreciate more than be like, well, it is what it is. No, like, what? What? Ah, that was so trash to me, y'all. That was just trash behavior. Which is why I made this game my trash game of the week. <laughs> not because the Chiefs weren't, you know, did not do handle business like I thought they would. But I hate a quitter, man. I hate a quitter. And before the game even started, you're ready to quit. That's trash to me. That's trash to me. And there was a better WTF game. And we all know which game I'm going with that. But I'm just going to say this was trash. You do not 
move in such a way as a leader of a team. You don't do that. Like you have to keep up that you got, you have to give them, give people hope to rally your troops. You can't have people wrestling your team that was like, well, you know, Big Ben said we ain't got to play that hard, man. It's, it's what it is. That's, that's trash to me, y'all. That's just what I'm going to say about that. That's why I said my trash game of the week. Shout out to the Chiefs because they did what they're supposed to do in the first freaking place, which was dominate and win. They had the better offense and the better team, but still, man, I'll be quitting on your team before y'all touch the, touch the grass. Really? Lame. That's some lame stuff. And shout out to me because I'm not cursing that whole sentence I normally would. Shout out to me. Anyway, Big Ben for his last, pretty much is going to be, I'm pretty sure his last game. He threw for 215 yards, completed 29 out of 44 attempts and had two touchdowns. Najee Harris, that boy's so cute. He has 12 carries for 29 yards. While James Washington led in receiving yards with two receptions for 37 yards and one touchdown. Pat Mahomes, he threw for 404 yards, completed 30 out of 39 attempts. Pat was playing, they old y'all. Had five touchdowns and one interception. Jarek Mick, um, I don't want to say his name. I'm going to say his name right. McKinnon? Yes, Jeremy Cannon. He had 12 carries for 61 yards, while Travis Kelsey had five receptions for 108 yards and one touchdown. One thing that it, it made me feel good at the first half of this game because I thought, you know, maybe, just maybe, that mess that what Big Ben said didn't get to everybody because TJ Watt was playing, y'all. TJ Watt was playing. He was not, he, he did not listen to any of that crappy Ben said. He said, nah, I ain't doing that. I'm going to play some football. That's why I'm here. Love that spirit. Because TJ Yard um, ends up ca- ca- recovering a fumble. By the way, boring game. Concorza recovers a fumble and runs it back for 26 yards, um, which resulted in a touchdown for the Steelers. And Chris Boswell gets the point, making it 7-0. However, from that point on, the Chiefs started to run it up. Jer- um, Jarek McKinnon catches a four-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckley kicked this point, tying the game 7-7. Seven seven. Brian Brian Pringle catches a 12-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckley kicked this point, making it 14-7. With 13 seconds left on the clock in the first quarter, Travis Kelsey catches a 48-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown, making it 21-7. Yes, y'all. That's how quickly things changed drastically in the second quarter. The first quarter, it was pretty much evenly matched. It was very, very slow. um, Very, very slow start of the game. Um, Steelers were playing real hard. Their defense was playing really, really hard. Um, I will say the Steelers offense was kind of lackadaisical. There was a lot of three and outs that weren't necessary. And with the, but however, they were able to shut up the Chiefs for the first quarter of this game. Actually, and mostly into the second quarter of this game because it was, it was, um, it got, it took a little bit of time before the Chiefs got active. However, when it hit around the six minute mark of the game, this became the Chiefs game, period. So that's how we went to halftime, seven to twenty-one. So we're going to third quarter. Um, Nick 
Allegri. I'm going to go with that. Catches a one-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicks extra point, making it 28-7. to Tyreek Hill then catches a 31-yard pass from Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. With Harrison Buckler kicks extra point, making it 35-7. Now the Steelers touch, the, touch that um, end, the, um, end zone once again because um, – Deontay Johnson catches a 13-yard pass from Big Ben, which results in a touchdown. <coughs> Chris um, Boswell kicks extra point, making it 14 to 35. Going to the fourth quarter, Brian Pringle catches a two-yard pass from Travis Kelsey, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicks extra point, making it 42 to 14. And then James Washington catches a 15-yard pass from Big Ben, which results in a touchdown. Chris Boswell kicks extra point, making it 21-42. to And that's the end of this game. Again, the, only, the reason why this is just trash to me is just I don't like anybody starting out a, a professional football game with the vibe that, eh, Let's just see how it goes. No. You give it your all. People are paying, especially in that cold. Oh. Now, the Chiefs, the Chiefs gave Oregon win energy off the rip. I ain't going to, I, maybe, again, my competitive spirit just doesn't like to ever quit until the end of the game, even if it's looking grim all game or like, I'd be like me facing LeBron James. I'd be like, yo, you about, like, Everybody will tell you about to get smoked. You can't tell a competitive person that. They're like, in their brains, they're like, nah, man, I'm going to bring my A game. And I would. And he would definitely smoke me in every possible way because I can't play basketball. But you get the you get the thing. I don't like people just quitting before you even started. Give me a game. You never know. Give me a good game. And that was not a good game. So that's my trash game. My my trash game week because of the attitude, not the actual game. It was, was boring, but whatever. But um, that is what we're gonna stop at. We're gonna come back from commercial and talk about the other two games that pretty much left. Um, and I will, I guess, I guess I'll talk about the Buccaneers and Eagles real quick. But we'll get we'll get to it when we come back. And keep it locked. We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Again, if you're someone interested in starting your podcast, but you don't know where to turn, but you don't know what to do, all you got to do is download the Anchor app. The Anchor app will set you up so you can not only record your podcast, edit your podcast, add effects to your podcast, add music to your podcast. You can do, and then you can also publish your podcast all for free. Yes, y'all, free. Anchor provides all that service under one app. So you can get everything done, bing, bada, boom, in one place. And the best, I will say the best part about Anchor, you, once you publish your podcast, it goes to a variety of different podcast generators, such as Spotify and Apple. So your podcast dreams can come true just like that by just um, downloading Anchor. So everybody, we, as we only have six games to talk about, I'm just going to throw in the Buccaneers and Eagles game real quick. Again, I was going with the Bucks. 
Um, I will just quickly mention. Um, I will quickly mention what happened. So Tom Brady he threw for two hundred and seventy-one yards, completed twenty-nine of thirty-seven attempts. He had two touchdowns. Keyshawn Vaughn had seven carries for 53 yards and one touchdown, while Mike Evans had nine receptions for 117 yards and one touchdown. Jalen Hurts, he threw for 256, 58 yards. He completed 23 out of 43 of his attempts, and he had one touchdown, two interceptions. He also led in rushing yards with eight carries for 39 yards. Dallas um, Godert. Go with that. Yeah, go there. He hit led receiving yards with six receptions for 92 yards. Again, shout out to Jalen Hurts for seeing his first playoff game. That was exciting. Lots of jitters there. But um, you know, it's just it's just a lot going on in this game. We'll hold y'all because the Eagles did not get active until the fourth quarter. This game was just a hot disaster for them. However, young team trying to figure it out. That's pretty much what this was because the Bucks dominated the entire game into the last quarter because they just didn't care at that point. That's why I got I got big I don't care energy. Like we won this game because the Eagles um, they got their first field goal with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They didn't get their first touchdown until four minutes and 45 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So this was a very huge um, Bucks game. Bucks dominated all game. Um, Gian. Uh, Giovanni um, Bernard had a two-yard run, putting the Bucks on the board in the first quarter, making it seven to zero. Keyshawn Vaughn had a one-yard run at the end of the first quarter, making it fourteen to zero. Ryan Suckup had a thirty-four-yard field goal in the second quarter, making it lead seventeen to zero. The third quarter, Rob Gronkowski catches a two-yard pass from Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. Ryan Suckup kicks the extra point, making it 24-0. Mike Evans then catches a 36-yard pass from Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. Um, Suckup kicks the extra point, making it 31-0. And then the fourth quarter, Boston Scott has a 34-yard run. I'm sorry, I meant I meant to I mean field goal. Had a 34-yard run, which puts the Eagles on the board, making it 7-31. There's just not a time in the game to even have a, co- a miracle comeback here. Um, it's just, no. Um, Kenneth um, Gainwell has catches a, a 16-yard pass from Jalen Hurts, which results in a touchdown. Hurts and company go for the two-point conversion. Hurts throws a pass to Devontae Smith. Also, shout out to Devontae Smith in his first playoff game, which was successful, making it 15-31. to 31. And that's how... And then pretty much the the Buccaneers just ran the clock out and that was the end of the game. I'm saying that game was just really like I wasn't really invested. And it was it was okay. I, it was football if I watched it, you know. You know I'm gonna watch football. But again, as a Giants fan, Eagles Demise is always a good vibe. But yeah, that was pretty much I would say there. Um I, I don't really have a Norris game of the week, but we're going to go talk about... I'm going to leave the game that everybody's talking about for last. Because let's go to the Cardinals and Rams. Um, Kyle Murray threw for 131 yards, had 19-34 attempts, completed 19-34 attempts, and he had two interceptions. Um, Chase 
Um, Edmonds, he had led in rushing yards with eight carries for 28 yards, while Christian Kirk led in receiving yards with six, or six receptions for 51 yards. Matt Stafford threw for 202 yards, completed 13 out of 17 attempts. He had two touchdowns. Sony Mitchell had 13 carries for 58 yards, while Cooper Cup led with um, receiving yards with five receptions for 61 yards and one touchdown. I will say this now. Cardinals really didn't let me down here. I thought I was going to get a really good football game, but the Rams defense really shut the Cardinals down in every way. I was shocked. I was shocked here. Um, I expected a way better football game here. I was really excited about this game. I thought this might be a really good Monday night football game. I was wrong. A lot of fighting. My nonsense. And I was the funniest thing I saw on Twitter, I ain't gonna hold y'all, was when they said, I know I don't see Aaron Donald choking someone out. He's gonna really kill him. I was like, that's a fact. That was a fact. However, this game was not, I expected a very competitive game because I, I did talk a lot about how great the Cardinals were playing throughout the year. And I was very disappointed with this game. I thought I was going to get a really good defensive game. However, loved seeing OBJ get his first playoff touchdown. That was something I was here for in every way. Every way. So let's talk about um, with In the first quarter, Odell Beckham Jr. catches a four-yard pass from Matt Stafford, which results in a touchdown. Matt Gay kicks the extra point, making it a 7-2-0. Stafford in the second quarter has a one yard run, which results in a touchdown. Matt Gay keeps such a point, making it 14 to 0. Dayon Long Jr. Um, capitalized off of a Kyle Murray interception and runs it back for three yards, and which results in a touchdown. Matt Gay keeps such a point, making it 21 to 0. Going into the half. Now, the third quarter, we got Cooper Cup catching a seven yard pass from Matt Stafford which results in a touchdown. Matt, uh, Matt Gay kicks extra point, making it 28-0. Now with four minutes and 11 seconds left on the clock, James Conner had a two-yard run, which results in a touchdown for the Cardinals. The Cardinals finally get on the map. Kyle Murray goes for the two-point conversion. He actually passes it to Anthony Leslie, which results um, which was great because the two-point conversion was good, making 8-28. Maybe a miracle? We'll see. I'm going to tell you right now, no. Because then Matt Gay kicks a 34-yard, 37-yard field goal into the end of the first fourth quarter, making it 31-8. Honestly, at this point, there's no amount of time to get the Cardinals come back. They needed to do this type of movement in the second quarter if they were going to make a comeback. However, Matt Prater, Prater Kicks a 55 yard field goal, which was good, making 11 to 31. With four minutes, 21 seconds of the game, Matt Gay kicks a 60, 46 yard field goal, making it 34 to 11. End of the game. This game was the Rams just pretty much shut down the Cardinals. That's it. They shut them down. And I was just like, wow. Did not expect that at all. I thought a very competitive game was coming. And that was not what I got there at all. Very great. 
very high defensive game there. I can say that for uh, for the um the Rams. Rams defense did handle business while the offense kept running that points up. I like a team that's balanced in that kind of way. So that was good. I guess Norris game of the week is going to be the most craziest game this week, which was the San Francisco 49ers first the Dallas Cowboys. This game was nuts. Absolutely nuts. I'm not even going to hold y'all. Because I have never seen somebody almost fumble the bag in such a way in my life. Literally. This was the 49ers game to win easily. But when I say fumble the bag, fumble, trip, and, and roll away off the bag. This was just absolutely crazy. And they just they just they just happened to win because the Cowboys, like I see they say accident waiting to happen. They the Cowboys played if the Cowboys pay attention to football rules, they could have definitely won the game. Because if the Cowboys have scored a touchdown, they were definitely going to overtime and they were going to beat the four hours in overtime. There was this that's what happened. That is just what's going to happen if that happened that way. However, that's not what happened. And we'll get to it. Jimmy G, he threw for 172 yards, completed 69 out of 25 attempts, and had one interception. The most ridiculous interception I've ever seen, ever. He threw it right into the defensive player's hands. Right into his hands. It was was just dumb. Elijah Mitchell had a game. He he was leading rusher with 27 carries, had 96 yards and one touchdown. Brandon um, Ayuk, Ayuk, I'm going to go with that. He led receiving yards with five receptions for 66 yards. Dak Prescott, did over 254 yards, completed 23 out of 43 attempts. He had one touchdown, one interception. Ezekiel Elliott led with rushing yards with 12 carries for, six, for 31 yards. Um, Delton Schultz, he was necessary. He led receiving yard with seven receptions for for um, 89 yards. The Cowboys had some trouble in this game until the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter was when the Cowboys really came back and made some momentum. But it was a rocky game for the Cowboys. There, I didn't know they even had a rivalry that was this deep until I watched the game. I was like, okay, Cowboys got some stuff here. And this game was the game. Everybody was kind of like, what's going to happen now? And what I said that I said last week, I thought the Cowboys were going. Well. I thought the Cowboys were just a better team altogether. I still think they're a better team altogether. I think they just played bad football. But and this game wasn't necessary to see that. This game was. This game was it, it exposes the normalness of the Cowboys. They are literally. If there was something that could go wrong, they would find it. Because the 49ers ran up until the fourth quarter, where they thought. That's when they start getting real stupid with that on their side. But, you know, we'll get to that right now. In the first quarter, Elijah Mitchell catch, has a four-yard run, putting the four-yard on the board early, 7-0. to zero. And then, Sorry, they score a touchdown. Um, Ruby Gold kicked at the point, making it 7-0. At the end of the first, well, with four minutes and 53 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Ruby Gold kicks a 53-yard field goal, extending that San Francisco lead 10-0. to zero. In the second quarter, Ruby Gold kicks a 40-yard field goal, making it 13-0. to 
Amari Cooper gets active because Amari Cooper catches a 20-yard pass from Dak Prescott, which results in a touchdown and first points for the Dak for the Dallas on the board, making it 7-13. Ruby Gold at the end of the second quarter kicks a 52-yard field goal, making it 16-7. San Francisco defense really shut down the um Cowboys the first half. Cowboys get nothing happening, no momentum in the first half of this game. It's Lamar Cooper's um, 20-yard um, catch. The Cowboys could not, there was a lot of three now, so the Cowboys could not shut that, they, they just could not get past the off uh, defense. They were really playing in the first half of this game. The third quarter, Debo Samuels, who is a dog. Oh, that's, that's a play. That's a wide receiver right there. Okay. He catches a 26, um, no, he has a 26-yard run. I know I'm not sure then. I know I'm not tripping. I think I am tripping y'all. My fault. He's definitely not a wide receiver. He's definitely a running back. Whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about. But home, that bad young man right there can run. And he's, I think he's right. I think he was probably, like, he's the best player on the 49ers. I'm going to hold y'all. I probably should have. I don't, I don't know if that well to talk all that mess. But yeah, he had a 26 yard run, which results in a touchdown. Ruby Gold can set your point and make it 23 to 7. In the fourth quarter, Dallas wakes up because Jimmy G throws a stupid interception that switches up the momentum of the game. And this was the, again, four hours has a slide in win with this. It shouldn't have been this difficult, but stupidness won here. Um, Greg Zinlin, 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 Zerlin, Oh my gosh. Greg, he's a 51 yard field goal, making it 10 to 23. Now, Dallas only down by pretty much two touchdowns. Dak Prescott then has a five yard run, which results in a touchdown. Greg hits the extra point, making it 17 to 23. In this game, every second counted. Because towards the end of this game, the 49ers get the ball back. They're just playing, they should play the clock. Play the clock. They were so close to ending this game at least four times. They just needed the first down. And there was a penalty. There was like, it was literally fourth in a centimeter. And it turned over and down. It was just crazy. It just kept being a lot of crazy stuff happening in this game. The that kept Dallas alive with a minute and some change on the clock. Now, everybody knows in football when it's like a minute and some some change on the clock or under a minute on the clock, and then the other team has the ball and only down by a touchdown. You play the sides. You play the sides because you need to get quick, quick um, first downs. Which is why everybody, of course, goes. The first thing they do is throw it towards the throw it towards the sidelines because that's where your receiver goes to get out of bounds. Just for those those who don't know football, little football one on one. When when things are getting rough, you go towards the sidelines. You're trying to get out. You're trying to you know. You're trying to get down that field as fast as possible, and as swiftly as possible. So. For some reason, the 4 hours defense just literally forgot football because they're not even 
paying attention to the size. Dallas, Dak and company were marching down that field with a few seconds left on the clock. However, the four hours went into this, this H formation that I, I didn't like the formation. I wasn't a fan of it, but they were, again, protecting the size because you don't, you're, you want to make sure that nobody can get to the sidelines. May also make sure that the that Amari Cooper is not running past you every kind of way to be in the end zone for that Hail Mary shot. Don't because they with the what happened was the Cowboys got the Hail Mary position. They had the opportunity to do it if they need be. However, I'm, I'm like, I was all within seconds. We're like at this point, maybe like 16 seconds left on the clock. Still getting out of that field. Dak. Well, I would say with like 13 seconds, runs into the middle of the field, slides. Clock is going down and going down. For some insane reason, the ball was given to the center so they can reposition to get one more one more Hail Mary shot. And football. Each time you see the teams line up, also zero timeouts left. Each time that that's when we stop the clock. Football people are new people who don't know football like that. You need to stop the clock. What was crazy that people don't know, maybe maybe you all know this. Your referee must touch the ball to start play of game. The referee should have had the ball. Not the center. That just didn't make any sense. The Cowboys trying to get up for more play because Dak ran slid. Maybe he, like some analysts are saying different things. I don't want the same thing. I think he ran too far. I think he, I know he was trying to get further down the field so he can get one good throw, one good Hail Mary left. But maybe he should have ran maybe like, I would say 15 yards less to slide quicker to get, despite that ball to stop the clock. The clock needed to be stopped. That was the problem. Also, those on football um, running pass, running plays, run down the clock. Passing plays, stop the clock. Incomplete pass, stop the clock. Running out of bounds, stops the clock. That's what needed to happen. I don't know why the center had the ball. So I'm saying, well, the Cowboys, of course, all Cowboy fans, Cowboy players were like, well, the refs, they started throwing trash at the refs. The refs fans lose. Football rules. Maybe made you lose here. Rick had touched the ball. He always touches the ball. I don't know why you thought this play would be different. And the ref ran crazy. I have never laughed so hard. The ref ran crazy down the field to get <laughs> to get there. But he got down there and ran to Dak because the center had the ball. Dak should right that moment gave the ref the ball. And then they could continue playing the impossible last like hike chuck that ball moment or you know those um trick plays where you throw that keep throwing that ball backwards try to get forward you never know because if that happened that's the goofy stuff that could happen with the 49ers which could literally made them lose because they literally gave the game away at the end just th- this game i gotta say it's my game of the week because 
which also resulted with a 23-17 victory for the 49ers. I would say this was, my, this was Nora's game of the week because this was so bizarre. And again, I I picked that I picked the Cowboys to win this game, but this game was absolutely bizarre to me that the fundamental rules of football just went out the window because of the high stress of the playoffs. Just had everybody all over the place. So that's why the four hours at Dallas game was my my um, Norris game of the week because I just could not believe what the heck I just saw on TV. I couldn't believe that Dallas really lost that way. Of course, as a Giants fan, oh, I'm rejoicing. But um, I just, as a football fan, I have never been so confused why that even happened. So that is my take on what happened in wildcard madness. Our divisional game. So on Saturday, we have the Bengals versus Titans. This could be, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I, everyone's favoring the Titans. They have Derrick Henry. They have, they have a team, they have a team, but I don't trust the quarterback. That's my thing here. I do not trust Ryan Tannehill to lead the Titans to victory. That's crazy to say. I don't know. The, the Titans are the number one seed. They they said they're by. They're vibing. I just if you if you watch any of the, of the Dolphin games in the past with Taylor the quarterback, you know what I'm talking about. Then you're not confused. But I just feel like I, I don't know on it, man. I just don't know. But I'm gonna go with Titans because I think they are a better team. The uh Baylor's still a young team. If the big upset, I'm not gonna be they upset the Titans, I'm not gonna be sad about it. I'm not gonna be sad at all, but Columbus and Joe Burrow. But I'm just gonna go with I think that the Titans have too many other weapons, minus their quarterback being okay. I feel like their other weapons are the reason why they're going to win this game. The four versus the Packers. I have I'm just going to go with the Packers. I, I don't see, I just, I just could not see that upset coming. But again, in football, during the playoffs, you never know. But I'm I'm real confident with the Packers there. Um, the Rams versus the Bucks. This, that should be, like Sunday's three o'clock game should probably be the best game of the week, I think. I'm not sure, no, I, I, it's good. No, I, I think we got four really, really good games. But the Rams versus the Bucks should be very good. I don't go against Brady. I'm ready to see Psycho Tom versus Petty, Petty Aaron. I want that to be my NFC Championship game. I'm not going to hold y'all. That's what I put in there. That's what I've been vibing with. I've been vibing with that for, you know, since week 16. So I'm just like, that's what I would like to see. But the Rams defense is elite. I don't go against Tom, so I'm going with the Bucks. And our last game will be the Bills versus the Chiefs. As I mentioned in my video report, I am going on a hard take here and like a unpopular opinion. I think the Bills will upset the Chiefs in a crazy shootout game. And I'm, I'm expecting 50 points. Someone's going to score 50 in this game. I I think so, based off of these two amazing offensive um offensive plays. Um, quarterbacks, um, wide receiver cores, and 
offensive line, I just I could just see a 50 being put up. This ball, that ball is going to be flying. That's something I, I, I'm prepared to see in this game. So I am going to go with the Bills in a crazy upset. Like it's going to be a wild, very, very close game. I feel like that might that actually might be my favorite game of the week. But um, or at least like that's going. I'm watching. I'm watching all these games. You know, I'm watching all four. But I think that's that might be my favorite game of the week. So my picks are Titans, Packers, Buccaneers, and Bills is upset. So that is it, everyone. Thank you for joining the episode of the NFL Digest. Wild Card Weekend was fun. Now we're in our divisional madness comes next. So you guys all catch y'all next week with the results from the divisional games. And we're going to our AFC and NFC Championship games after that. So talk to y'all next week. Bye.